You're listening to the Smart Women in Business podcast, episode number 52. Hello, you're listening to the Smart Women in Business podcast. My name is Jane Mackay and on this show, we talk to smart women in business all over the world about starting, building and creating the life and business of your dreams while having incredibly honest, in-depth and rich conversations with amazing women in business who will inspire you to become a smart woman in business. Hello and welcome to Smart Women in Business blog and podcast. I'm your host, Jay McKay from Jay McKay Communications, marketing consultant and coach who works with people across the world to build the business of their dreams. I am doing something very different today and I am doing a solo episode. I've had a few people ask me about my own business journey and why I haven't ever shared it on the pod. So here we go, celebrating the end of 2021 and the year that was let's do this thing. So Jane, I'm excited to welcome you to the show. Well, thanks Jane. Tell me a bit about your business journey and how you got to where you are right now. So for those of you who don't know me personally, I started my business in 2009. I had been living in Melbourne my whole life, entire, seriously my entire life, grew up in Melbourne. Um, and I was working, I had a few corporate jobs and then I did my master's in media and communications and did a specialization in copywriting and shout out to my career counselor for never actually telling me what marketing was. Um, I had to find that on my own, but I was a bit creative, never thought of myself as creative, but I thought that I love writing. So that sounds fun. I'd already done a Bachelor of Arts Social Science with a sociology and anthropology major, um, double major. So that wasn't going to get me a job. So I thought, what am I going to do? I'd had, I had really good um, high paying uh, corporate jobs. And I went back um, to uni um, while, while working full time and uh, studied media and comms. And after that, I did my specialization in copywriting, which led me to a lowly grad level copywriting job for an amazing company where I made such good friends. The marketing manager at the time left. So the graphic designer became the marketing manager and I became the graphic designer too. And I taught myself graphic design and went, hey, ho, I love this. This is super fun. So I added that sort of string to my bow and we bought a piece of land in a tiny town in East Gippsland, completely on a whim, um, and eventually made the decision to build a house out here and live in the country, which we've never done. And we had, like, my husband grew up in inner city Melbourne. I grew up in outer suburbs, not inner city Melbourne, inner suburbs Melbourne. I grew up in outer, outer suburbs Melbourne, like way out east. And um, we thought that would be fun. Talked about getting animals and all sorts of things and that never happened. But anyway, eventually I left my corporate roles in Melbourne and became a freelance copywriter out here in East Gippsland. And the day I decided to do that was the day I got my first role, this company I still occasionally work for, and then got poached as a marketing manager for a local not-for-profit, whom I'm now on their board of directors. Very proud of, shout out to Workways Australia, um, very proud for the work that we do there for people who are disadvantaged in helping them find work. So then as follows the trajectory of many women in business, I had kids and I got pregnant um, and went, what am I going to do? 
and I had my first daughter. Had my I didn't have any maternity leave because I hadn't even been at the company for a year, and um, started writing blogs in my lunch hour because I I was bored. <laughs> I probably should have like gone for a walk or something. But when I was in my corporate role, I started this blog, and people would read it and um, go, "Hey, do you want to do some writing for me?" So even though I had sort of not done a heap of freelance work that brought in some more projects and then people were like hey can you do some branding can you do some print layout I've got quite a broad set of skills in terms of most things in marketing print all of that sort of jazz and I went yeah sure and then the business got to the point where I said to my husband something's got to give um I'd had my son by this stage and um I just had had a week off after I had him because my business was so busy and I said, something's got to give and ended up being made redundant from my role uh, at Workways, but then coming back on as contractor and still working for them, but in a different capacity. So then my business grew from there and I found that I was doing a lot of branding, a lot of website work. And obviously websites have evolved heaps in the 10 years since I started sort of building them in HTML and now we have WordPress which I love um, and I work in Squarespace as well so there's just been this kind of as tech's evolved my business has evolved but one of the big that leads me to my next question <laughs> how has your business evolved over the times and what were the uh, signs it needed to change so after obviously I had my two kids you've tired it's tiring having kids. I was exhausted. My son fed every three hours for 11 months and I've never been so tired in my life. So I was just doing the work to get me through. Obviously I needed that income and that's the pressure that we put on ourselves as entrepreneurs is we don't get breaks. We don't get holidays. So per se, because there's so much pressure on us to show up and do the work. So now my son, it was meant to be last year when my son was going to go to school full time, but COVID happened so I was homeschooling um, that really made me reassess how I was showing up in my in my in my work I still love doing branding but now I've niched more specifically into doing personal branding and now I'm actually getting a lot of sleep because my kids are big um, sorry to all the new mums out there I'm putting myself into that I'm elevating out of that doing role and into the strategy role. So now my focus is completely on doing strategy with my clients because that's where I make the greatest impact. And that's what so many of us are in business to do is to increase our impact on the world. And my whole reason for creating my business was to help women amplify their impact create financial independence so we're not reliant on other people to help support us so we're not trapped in shitty relationships so we're not looking to other people to support us financially so we can create our own destiny and I think that's one of the most important things that I've found from the work that I do with my clients is they often say oh my gosh you know you've changed my life I never knew I never knew that or I never knew how to do that but what is at the crux of what they're doing and in their personal brand is actually in them the whole time. 
it was always there. They just need me to come along and help them unlock it, which is such a great joy and a privilege in my life. So the evolution of my business has really been how tech has changed and having my kids and how that's influenced my life, um, and my physical state, my energetic state, um, my mental capacity. As that's grown since I've had my kids, my business has evolved. And obviously I've been doing this for a long time and um, my skill set's changed. Uh, over that time enormously and now I'm looking for you know people to joint venture with um, that we can really amplify the people that I work with so they're not just getting one little thing from me they're getting a whole team of business people that they can work with to really just put a rocket under their business and explode in 2022 so I'm very excited about doing that how do I manage my life as an entrepreneur um, my kids are pretty self-sufficient now. My son learned how to make scrambled eggs in lockdown. So that is a life skill. Um, obviously, as an entrepreneur with two kids, I'm also the primary carer. My husband has a full-time role that is flexible, but not as flexible as my role. I have really firm boundaries. I'm very solid on my boundaries. I try not to respond to anything work-wise outside of my work hours. Obviously stuff comes up, things break, especially because I work in tech. Um, I try to help people as quickly as possibly can. And if you've ever worked with me, you know that I'm pretty responsive. Um, but boundaries are really key. And I have actually suffered burnout in 2018. I didn't let myself have a Christmas break, which I'd been so looking forward to because I needed the money um because my son was only three at the time or four and so I pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed through the holidays and kept working and then I just fell in a heap so I don't recommend if you if you feel like you're hitting heading for burnout stop and one of the things I've learned clients understand if you're honest with them because managing client expectations is what we do as freelancers so that I manage my life by being pretty good at my time management I have tools. I have a recent convert to ClickUp. Thank you to my friend Ellie for putting me on to ClickUp. Um, and sometimes I really drop the bundle, to be honest, and I let myself fail, but I'm not hard on myself. I used to just fall into a puddle of tears and berate myself for failing as a mother. Like yesterday when I ordered Tuck Shop lunch, it turns out Tuck Shop wasn't open. So um, it's all right. Dad did a sushi run. And then last night I went to pick up the kids from school. And my daughter had locked my keys in the car using my husband's keys and my husband's keys were with him 25 k's away. So stuff like that happens in life. But as I always kind of subscribe to, it's not the bad stuff that happens. Bad stuff happens all the time. It's how you respond to the bad stuff. And I didn't go to pieces. I didn't get into a panic. I found a solution. And that's very much how I operate. I'm not a blamer. I'm very quick to um, admit my faults and apologize. Um, and that's how life is. Shit happens. It happens to everybody, but I don't cover it up. I don't dwell on it. I have good days and bad days mentally. Mainly I have good days. Um, and my solution, you've probably heard me say this if you've been listening to this podcast for a while. My, my solution to everything is meditate. Having a bad day, meditate. Feeling tired, meditate. I love it. Anyway, it brings me back to uh, center and, and the spiritual side of my life, my spiritual tools. Um, 
uh, are also one of the one of the tools that I use to manage my life. I like to meditate. I like to take time out. Doesn't always happen, and I'm not very good at prioritizing myself, um, but I do try. And so the key tool there is not being hard on myself. What does a great day in the office look like to you, Jane? My days are mixed up um, because I have clients that I work with ongoing, so I'm always with them um, on regular times. My favourite thing to do, and I really can't let it go, and I really need to because it's very much uh, on the tools and probably the first thing I should have outsourced is building websites. still love it. Um, I get to be creative and it combines that tech knowledge that I have and that geekiness um, with the creative, and I really love doing that. But a great day in the office is having a couple of chats on Zoom, catching up with people, but also... Uh, the way I structure my day is anything that I, is difficult, I do in the morning because it's when I'm most awake and the coffee hasn't worn off. Um, but I love catching up with people. I've now got people I can bounce ideas off with and have conversations with, whereas I've worked in isolation for a really long time. But now um, post-COVID, people are much more willing to, instead of having a phone call, just go, do you just want to jump on a quick Zoom? And that's really a great way. I love having strategy conversations on Zoom with my clients. I love that when they message me or send me a screenshot of some really great feedback or great results that they've got that really like me up um sometimes they send me presents which really i'm like whoa i can't believe i get to have an impact on people's lives uh so yeah just working with my clients and making them happy is my is my jam um i also love data i've talked about this before uh looking at some analytics and analyzing some data and seeing what works and what doesn't work um but it's very much a mix of creative people uh and just I always approach every day with sort of a fun attitude. Every day in my business flies by. Every day. Uh, I can't believe how fast they go by. And working in my business is, is really is my happy place. I really genuinely enjoy it. And I think if you're in a position in, and I haven't always felt that way, if you're in a position where you're not necessarily enjoying your business anymore, uh, maybe take the start of next year as as a opportunity to regroup, have a think about what you're doing, and have a think about these are the questions I always ask my clients: Who do you want to work with? What do you want to do? And find ways to do more of that with the people that you want to work with. Um, so that's you know how a great day in the office looks like for me. Um, yeah, it's a real mix. I like to go where my energy is. If I'm feeling low energy, I'll build a website because it's like easy for me um, and fun, which sounds super geeky. What tools do you use in your business to help you be more productive? Well, I've mentioned one, ClickUp. Well, I've mentioned two, Zoom. Google Docs, obviously the whole Google suite. Um, I live and die by my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. Obviously, I've got lots of other things going on in my life. I've got the clients that I work with. I've got my own business. I've got my board role. So my calendar is it. It's not in my calendar. It, it doesn't exist. Um, I love a bit of um, uh, the or like listening. <laughs> I can't even think music, Google music, whatever Google music is now. So I can listen to my meditations in bed um, sometimes before I get up in the morning. Uh, meditations are like my one of my key business tools, which sounds really funny, but 
as I said, if I'm feeling low energy, I just hit a meditation. They also help me reset my mindset. Um, I'm big on journaling as well. I've had this journal for a while. It's about to be retired. I'm near the end. Um, I love journaling. And, you know, like every other writer in the world, I love a good pen. I'm very much a paper-based, just for my planners and notes, I'm paper-based still. Um, I plan out projects in ClickUp, but they start on paper because I find that brain-hand connection uh, really helps me to be more creative. Um, yeah, so that's how I, I roll in my business. I'm trying to think of any others I use. Oh, I use rounded.com.au for my uh, accounting um, and cash flow, obviously, and other tools, an accountant. <laughs> yes, he's very helpful. So one of the things that affects every single entrepreneur I know is dreaded imposter syndrome. What are your methods to overcome this and how do you respond to the bad days in business? We all have bad days. I've realized over the years, my bad days are becoming fewer. I'm more confident in what I do and my abilities. I have my client love folder, which I keep all my little screenshots of all my beautiful um, feedback that I've received from my clients. That's a really good way to give yourself a buck up if you're having a bad day. Um, as I said, I meditate. Like if I'm, if I'm low or I just go with it. And I, I said a while ago, I work for myself. If I want to have a nap, I'm going to have a nap. And ever since I said that to myself, my inner rebel's gone, well, you don't need a nap now. So I, napping is a key business tool for many people I know who work from home. Um, I've never been one to sit and watch Netflix um, or like go off and skive off and binge on Netflix. It's just not who I am. But if that's how you can regain your energy when you're having a bad day, go nuts. Imposter syndrome. I find that social media really affects how I feel about how I'm showing up in my business. And the less I'm on social media, even though it is a key business tool, the better I feel, which is really counterintuitive when you work in marketing. Um, but yeah, social's not a great place to be if you're having a bad day. So I just avoid social. Uh, or I just, you know, phone a friend, um, have a conversation with a client, you know, I'm getting emails all the time from clients. So just have a conversation with them or help a client and go, actually, I do have skills. Um, and sometimes there's just bad days and you just go with it and you do, I do whatever is the lowest energetic, emotional uh, investment thing that I can do just to be productive that day. So, yeah, I just acknowledge it and try and move through it. Um, we all have our emotional ups and downs and some days are just a bit shit. Stuff goes wrong. You feel bad. One of my, I've realized that the, the, my biggest fear in business and the worst I can feel is when I have the sense of letting people down. Oh, that just feels horrible to me. And I've that's potentially why I put so much pressure on myself is to always be showing up and doing the best that I can. Uh, and it doesn't always work out. Yeah, if I said, as I said, if in doubt, meditate and drink more water. How do I maintain my sense of community? Well, I'm in a couple of masterminds, which are beautiful, safe spaces for me to share um, and connect with women who are in the same position as me or further along or 
um, on their journey or a bit behind me in their journey. It's this beautiful mix of, of women who are aligned in our values. Um, you can't do this gig alone. So having a community, whether it's free or paid, is really important. Um, and I'm in some Facebook groups that feel really good. I have a couple of people that I work closely with on a regular basis. So I'm speaking to them a few times a week um, because I found that being an entrepreneur, I don't have many friends who get what it is to be self-employed in the industry. In fact, I don't have any that are in the industry that I'm in facing the same challenges as me. Um, oh, I do have a few, but yeah, I don't see them on a regular basis because COVID. Um, but having those online communities where I can go and and not vent about my clients because I'd rarely have a client where I have to go, oh, you know, they're driving me nuts. But just they understand the same problems and the frustrations that you might experience through working with clients through a process and ways to help. What we do is really can be really technical and scary for other people. So often it's having a conversation about how to make it more approachable for our clients and helping them to understand what we need. Because as I said, it's about managing client expectations, but I also have expectations of my clients. I hope that makes sense. So my community also have a beautiful local community, uh, which I didn't expect when I moved to the country. I thought it was going to be full of old people, but it's not. It's full of amazing young people or people my age or people whose age I don't even know, nor do I care. Um, and obviously I've got my family who are all out here now because we all moved. My best friend moved, well, two of my best friends moved. So I've got lots of friends, people I can connect with, people I can flick a message to. Um, and yeah, the, the people that I work with on a regular basis. So yeah, it's beautiful. What's my why? What keeps me motivated? My why is to help women create successful businesses. Because so many women are trapped in shit financial situations and shit relationships because they have no way out to support themselves financially. Um, and if we had more successful women who had successful businesses, more women would have independence. Uh, another thing is that there are so many untapped, incredible minds and incredible women out there in business that if we could amplify what they have to say and their message and the impact that they have on the world and the communities in which they live, the world would be a better place. We would have more women leaders we would have more women having influence over the big decisions um, that are made all the way from the top down at every level of society. I think it's really important that we acknowledge that women haven't achieved equity. Um, and that's just sort of one aspect of helping women. Um, there's a whole lot of societal constructs that need to be changed, but um, Having women in power, I think, will help to change every inequity to a degree uh, in the world in which we live. What keeps me motivated is being a role model for my kids. Uh, they've always known me as working for myself, as working as an entrepreneur, as being self-employed. They've always understood that mum's got to work, mum's got um, deadlines, but they also find it fascinating that 
I don't leave the house to go to work. You know, I'm, I'm just here and, and I have my computer set up and my daughter has <laughs> stolen my Canva account. I'll jump on Canva and there's some weird stuff going on. And I teach her things and she sees me doing so she knows that she can do it too. Um, although she has already hit me up. She's like, can you build my website for free, mum? And I want to leave the, my, the world better for the next generation. I want to create wealth um, for my family um, and the generations that come and have more impact, help more people. And even if that's a small number of people, it's still helping people. And I think we all get true fulfillment from helping others. Um, and it's not necessarily the financial gains for me, but it's the emotional gains. It's people who give me feedback saying, you've changed my life. I was ready to give up on my business. And that, wow, that is an incredible feeling. It really is. And it's, as I said, it's a privilege to work with the clients that I do. So what are my top tips for all the smart women of business across the world? My top tips are, I haven't even thought about this because this was completely off the cuff. Um, don't be hard on yourself. You're going to make mistakes. Just what it's fail, fail fast, fail forward. If you make a mistake, learn from it and then move on. Uh, don't look for someone to blame um, and don't dwell, just move on. Uh, you don't need money to start a business. Uh, a community of people is more important than money. You can bootstrap your way through anything. Ask for help. There are plenty of um, organisations out there who are including your local shire or out here it's a shire. I'm a little country mouse. Um, your local council, ours has a concierge, a small business concierge who will help you find tools, um, networks, grants. There's so much available to help you start a business. Um, never be sitting there on an idea. Um, because you don't think you have the tech skills or whatever to get it going, there's always a way. There's always a way to get around the tech because tech is, I think, the one thing that scares a lot of people. That and, and failing. Um, more businesses are killed by a fear of failure than actual failure. Um, you got to go outside of your comfort zone. You're going to be scared a lot of the time. Being in business is quite terrifying some of the time. Um, stuff happens. Uh, yeah, stuff happens. It's scary. Um, I've been doing this for 12 years and I still have my scary days. Uh, and also keep evolving. My business now looks nothing like I it did when I started or what I thought it would. It's fascinating um, and interesting. And you just got to go outside your comfort zone. I used to have a fear of public speaking, but look at me now. <laughs> anyway, that's my top tips. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Don't let tech hold you back. Ask for help. Find a community. You can bootstrap your way out of anything. How can listeners find out more about you and your work, Jane? Well, uh, obviously the show notes point to my website, jamemackaycommunications.com.au and you can find me on Instagram at janemackaycoms. And by listening to my podcast. So thank you for making it all the way to the end to this special end of the year episode with me, your host, Jay McKay. 
big, big love to you all. And thanks for listening. And thank you to everyone who has subscribed, supported, sent me a message, been a guest. Oh my gosh, I've had some incredible guests. Can't believe I've made it into the, I think this is episode number 53. Um, there was a hiatus in COVID, obviously. Homeschooling a preppy and doing podcasts don't go together. Um, I love the incredible conversations I have on this podcast. It's an incredible privilege. We've got some really cracker guests coming up for 2022. There will be now a little hiatus over the summer break. As I said, I'm not going to push through. Um, and who's got time to listen to podcasts? It's summer, baby. Um, I have got a couple of episodes lined up, so I might slot them in in early Jan. But thank you for your support. Hit subscribe. Send me a message. I love to hear from everyone. Um, and I hope you have a fabulous day. Big, big love. Thanks for listening to the Smart Women of Business podcast. If you'd like access to the show notes, please visit my website, jamemackaycommunications.com.au forward slash blog. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please don't forget to subscribe. Until next time, keep on being a smart woman in business.